I'm your host, Kaylee, and this is Rebel Wellness. to the show. I'm your host Kaylee, also known as Coach Kales. If you don't know me already, I'm a longtime fitness professional, wellness coach, and multi-certified nutritionist out here on the West Coast. If you are new here, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the support and the interest to check out what I have to say. Rebel Wellness Podcast is an extension of my coaching business, Coach by Kales, and I would love to connect with you on socials. So you can follow me on at Coach by Kales on Instagram or at Rebel Wellness Podcast also on Instagram. There's more bonus content available, funny and educational health reels, etc. So I'd love to see you join us on various platforms to connect. All right, heading right into today's episode. So we're going to dive into one of the most common diet and fitness culture misconceptions that has honestly done more damage than good for most of the gen general population, gen pop, we call it, at least in my opinion. What is that, you might ask? And that's the concept that cardio fitness is superior for fat loss, aka if you want to lose fat, you must be running. That is something that I have constantly seen, even when I was just in Thailand this last several weeks, and I had seen nothing but fitness advertising showing a larger sized female running in a running position and getting down to a smaller size. So this kind of narrative and concept is literally everywhere. And it's really misleading and it's kind of defeating, especially if any of you have done it yourself. I know I have several times in the past where I've kind of second guessed the science and experience that I've had with it and been like, I should probably just try to do that too. I don't know why it creeps into our heads so much like this, but it's so easy to just be like, I just need to run because it's not a lot of thinking. It feels really hard, but at the same time, we tend to burn out. So that's what I'm talking about. This is why it's a myth that it is a strategy for long-term fat loss, a good body composition, etc. At the end of this episode, I'm also going to kind of share this sort of mantra or foundational concept that you should always keep as the center of your spider web of how you're approaching your health, especially for longevity, because it's going to make or break how you look at your fitness, look at your health in general. So stay tuned all the way to the end to find out what that is. All right, so again, today's myth is cardio is the best exercise for long-term fat loss. First, let's be honest. Most of the time when we set weight loss goals, we usually prefer to aim for a recomp or recomposition. So what this means is we're trying to lose excess body fat while maintaining or gaining lean body muscle. If you've been listening to podcasts since the beginning, you've heard me talk about this concept a lot because it's really most people's goals nowadays. Most people aren't just trying to lose weight as an arbitrary number. Um, We're starting to realize that there's a lot more health that goes into having at least baseline lean body muscle and strength, as well as losing excess body fat for long-term health. So along with that, wouldn't you say you would also probably prefer to put in all that effort and keep it off after you lose it? So from my perspective, when we are beginning a fat loss and muscle retention or gain goal that is aiming for longevity in the results... 
that's dominantly what I work with. So if that's not your goal, this may not necessarily apply, but it's still worth listening to. And I would encourage you to consider changing your goal <laughs> just to kind of mirror more longevity focus because anything that's too hard, too fast, too short term is going to burn you out, might cause a health issue, probably isn't going to be good for the long term. That's called yo-yoing. And yeah, we don't recommend it. <laughs> but we have to evaluate what is actually supportive of your goal. So let's break it down. I would like to think the general population understands what cardiorespiratory fitness is. And so I'm not going to go too in depth, but essentially where this myth stems from is the concept that cardio is using your aerobic system, whereas generally strength training utilizes your anaerobic system. Put simply, aerobic means with oxygen and it refers to the body producing energy with the use of air. And anaerobic means without oxygen, and it refers to the body producing energy without the use of air. That doesn't exactly mean that you're not breathing while you're doing anaerobic activity, because strength training falls in the category of anaerobic, but it's just that you're not constantly heaving in air to produce the energy of the motion. So that's where you start to become in the aerobic system is if your heart rate is maintaining a high level of beats per minute, usually we see it above like 145 or 150 beats per minute. And if it's sustained for a long period of time, over 10 minutes or so, you start to become in the aerobic system. And people think that because the aerobic system is oxidative and fat is oxidative, that it must be the best way to stimulate fat loss. However, while that could be partially true, there's a lot of different categories where this does not actually fit, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best strategy for especially long-term fat loss and certain physiques that people are looking for. And here's why. One main point to make is that cardio only burns calories during the exercise itself. Therefore, it's not truly burning very many calories in the long run because it's only while you're doing it. A typical calorie burn on a cardio session if it's about 20 minutes, 200 calories maybe depends on your intensity. And if it goes all the way up to 60 minutes, maybe 500 calories to 600 calories. It doesn't always perfectly follow that. And it depends on the body. If you have more mass, you burn more calories faster. If you have less mass, less calories. And if you're more conditioned, you also burn less calories because you are now very efficient because your body was will always adapt. And that's really important to know. That's another part where cardio comes in, but we'll get to that in a moment. But also, you're not really stimulating your muscles in a kind of hypertrophy way, like you're not trying to grow muscles, you're not challenging the muscles in that way, other than you're propelling yourself forward if you're running or on the elliptical, etc. And therefore, it's more of a repetitive motion of usually not very much incline, and so it's not going to activate and utilize as many muscles as something like weightlifting or a sport where you're going in different planes of motion, etc. So you're not getting the afterburn effect, which is known as EPOC, excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, which is essentially resting energy expenditure. So how many calories are you burning when you're not actually expending energy in exercise or anything like that? So you're not necessarily getting extra metabolic activity while you're not doing the cardio anymore throughout the rest of your day. So you're kind of putting in all this effort for this short bit of time and you're not building any muscle, which muscle is supportive of your metabolism. And then you're also only burning the calories while you're doing it. And your body is going to adapt 
and get more efficient at that exercise. So that exercise is no longer going to be as challenging on the body. Therefore, you're going to have to keep pushing the envelope. And that's the other area to this concept where cardio does not stick as a good long-term fat loss strategy because you're going to have to keep outrunning yourself. We'll use running as the example because that's what everybody defaults to. You're going to have to keep outrunning your current PR to keep challenging yourself in this energy system. And your body is really good at adapting and getting conditioned. That's a good thing for certain things, especially because cardio is great for challenging your heart, getting your blood circulating, helping move digestion and other detox pathways along, etc. However, as a strategy for fat loss, you can see how this wouldn't be great because once you had to run one mile, now you have to run two miles. And then what, 10 weeks down the road, you have to keep increasing a mile every week. Now you have to run 10 miles. It's not really realistic, especially because every mile longer you go, the more time you have to spend running. Even if you might get faster, you're going to have to increase the time you're spending doing cardio, which is also not something that everybody has. You can still reap benefits of cardio if you still just ran a mile three times a week or something like that. But again, that's not used for fat loss or fat maintenance. That's used for cardiovascular respiratory system health because you'll find that your physique kind of hits a wall with adjusting. And with that said, cardio doesn't build muscle. So because it's a different energy pathway, you're using aerobic system, you're not challenging the muscles in a way that makes them stimulated to grow. Usually they grow in hypertrophy, aka grow in size, by a stimulus that's challenging enough consistently that makes it want to get better at resisting that weight. That's how muscles grow. If you are no longer doing anything that challenges the resistance against the muscle, which repetition at your body weight or small bits of incline are not going to encourage muscle growth enough to stimulate any type of hypertrophy. So therefore, not only are you not really growing more muscle, which increases your metabolism, like we talked about before, it also has this interesting mechanism where your body actually adapts and pairs down muscle building abilities because it doesn't want you to be in this position where you have so much lean muscle and so much energy expenditure because you're constantly running or whatever, that it basically kind of puts a stop on how much muscle is available to grow or able to grow rather, because it's trying to keep your metabolism, your resting metabolic rate, which is basically how much your metabolism is working. So how much your energy is burning throughout the day when you're not doing any activity or basic activity, like standing around, walking around, etc. Your body gets really smart. It realizes, oh, I'm expending this much energy from cardio so much. I can't have excess muscle because now I'm going to be either needing to eat a ton, which is also the mechanism at which cardio makes you hungrier, especially for females, but also it just wants to keep you in a position where it can keep you alive. Your body is almost always just trying to figure out how can I optimize my person's ability to live longer and as healthfully as possible. And it knows that if somebody is doing constant cardio, maybe encroaching on the overtraining zone, which would be like running multiple miles a week over five days out of the week when there's too much stress going on constantly. And especially if you're not eating enough, you're in this overtraining red zone. 
So you kind of bottom out at how much muscle you can actually build and maintain when you are consistently doing this level of cardio. That also kind of brings it back to that point I was making before this, where it makes it unsustainable how much you have to keep adapting and superseding your previous records of how much you've been running in order to challenge your body to adapt and be challenged. It's not always the best to focus and prioritize something like cardio consistently when you are really looking for a body composition and a metabolic rate that is stoked because it just doesn't give you room for growth in times where you can't go do that cardio. So you get injured all of a sudden, or maybe you know somebody who's done this, or maybe you know somebody who has been through it, or maybe you have been through it. But a lot of the times we see people who are athletes suddenly put on a ton of weight once they get injured and they're out for maybe half a year, maybe a whole year. And it can get really stressful because you literally can't do that cardio anymore. And so that's another reason why it's not a good strategy because you can never predict when something's going to take you out of your routine where you can't go and do that cardio all the time. Whereas when you have enough lean muscle, you can skip the gym for a week or several weeks or do half-assed workouts and still maintain your muscle and reap the benefits of having that even if life does its thing. Okay, brings me to the final and one of the most major points as far as why cardio may not be the best fat loss strategy, especially for a long term, is because of the very fun, also well-known hormone cortisol. So the way that cardio works is we have to generate energy in our aerobic fitness system that turns up the stress hormone cortisol, because cortisol is what tells the body to create ATP, aka energy. So as we know, since that is a stress hormone, I mean, all exercise is a form of stress naturally on the body. That's why overtraining and leading a very busy life or very stressful life is not always a good health position to be in. So sometimes we see some people who like kind of seem to have it all and do it all and they work out like five times a week. They probably are actually in that overtraining zone that we were talking about earlier, but I digress. So while exercise can alleviate stress for us, it also just has to use, especially for cardio, cortisol in order to work, in order for our body to move for prolonged, consistent period of time, we have to access cortisol. So if you are a person who finds himself very stressed, you have your kids, you have maybe your family, you have a really stressful job, you work in the restaurant industry, you're always moving around already. Like if your job is already exceeding 10,000 steps a day, just naturally, and you feel like you get home and you want to crash, there's a good chance that part of your day, you might've been already operating in a higher cortisol zone. And what that means is that If you are also a female and you have higher estrogen levels or naturally just have your estrogen levels and you have high cortisol as well, we've found that cortisol and estrogen tend to, especially estrogen in excess. So for those of us who are in estrogen dominance situations, you can be depositing fat like crazy just because your cortisol is too high all day long. So you're too stressed doing your job. You go and do your cardio session. Now you've just accessed and called for a lot of cortisol in your system, and it's too much for what is actually going to be supportive of 
telling that fat to mobilize and stay mobilized. (laughs) So I've seen this a lot. You see belly fat is usually where somebody in a cortisol, high cortisol state ends up body fat patterning. So if you see a lot of stubborn belly fat, or if you have that, I know for myself, the moment I started my business full-time after college, um, I gained this lovely little layer of very stubborn belly fat that literally like I'd have to just be really uh, intentional to get rid of. However, there were many times during that uh, initial fat gain phase that I was like freaking out, never had a layer of fat like that before did all the things, did all the running, switched to more cardio than strength, which was the wrong strategy, of course. But again, like, like I said, I'm human too. I have totally succumbed to that kind of narrative that keeps getting pushed down our throats that running is the answer to a lean body. And it simply is not, especially for those of us who are in a higher stress state, who have more responsibilities than others. And in situations where you don't have opportunities or space to de-stress as much. So while that's a little bit of something that should also be addressed is finding space and making space for yourself, it also can be a position where this is going to create very stubborn fat, which totally goes against the fat loss goal, especially for long-term fat loss. All right, lovely. So I'm just going to kind of close with this foundational concept that I really like to set the tone with all my clients and even kind of base my own life off of because it's really worked for literally everybody who is centered their health around it as far as like fitness and nutrition goes. So the gym is where you go to build the muscles that burn calories throughout the day while you're not exercising. You do burn calories while you're building muscles, but you burn more when you build that muscle and it's there. The gym is not the place where you go to burn calories. That sounds counterintuitive because I know a lot of us have been taught that it's all about burning as many calories as possible, but that concept is actually just, can you burn as many calories as possible even at rest? That means you need to have more lean muscle. It doesn't mean you need to do more and more cardio. Outside the gym is where you eat to fuel those muscles for lean mass maintenance. And should you choose to be in a deficit, You will focus on that program paired with strength training so that you can kind of master the body composition that you're looking for. I hope you better understand the fact that it's not about burning more calories and typically cardio is linked to how many calories as possible can I burn or how can I burn so many calories as easily as possible and easy is not always better. We hear that for so many different things, but especially with fat loss, easier isn't better. And cardio is one of those things that while you may have the good fat loss or trying to see the first couple weeks, first month, etc. This is where that plateau thing always happens. And I always have to kind of coach people out of that mindset that like, there's a reason we hit a plateau with cardio because we're just really not meant to be running away from something all the time. Our body's like, yo, you're in a really stressed state constantly. Like what is going on? Especially females, like especially females, just by the way that we don't have as much testosterone naturally. And our body just always wants to be an environment for procreation, like constantly, unless you're postmenopausal, then you can get away with a lot more. But at the same time, we still have to honor our bodies and honor our stress levels and pick the right long-term strategy if that is your goal to have a healthier, stronger, sexier physique long-term, not constantly going back and forth. 
So if something spoke to you today, I'd love you to share this episode with somebody who still swears cardio is the only way to lose fat or the only way to maintain their physique. And I hope to see you next Sunday on another episode of Rebel Wellness. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Rebel Wellness. If you loved what you heard and you are ready to take your wellness journey to the next level, follow me on Instagram at Coach by Kales for daily nuggets of health and fitness wisdom. We release new episodes weekly on Sundays, so be sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss an update. As always, lean into your strength, walk with confidence, and celebrate your nourishment. We'll catch you next Sunday on Rebel Wellness.